When we think we are unworthy, it means that for some reason we believe that we have to prove we have a right to our space on the planet, in life, as we are, being who we are. And that means that we will do all manner of wonderfulness <laughs> to prove we deserve to be here. And usually, some of the common things are we overcommit, overgive, we overdo, we, we overexcuse, we overcompensate, and we stay in difficult, desperate, hurtful, harmful situations much longer than it is wise or productive to do so. Call herself karma Told her if I ever got the chance to I come in me her mama Welcome, welcome. This is the Simply King Podcast, and this is your boy Rodney Perry, King himself, and you just tuned into the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for humans, simply being humans. And today is is becoming a somewhat of a tradition, you know? The 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 annual conversation of sorts with one of my favorite people. And one of certainly one of my favorite guests who is certainly giving us all beautiful, beautiful words and expressions and thoughts and opinions that we certainly can live with, replay and refresh and go back to. And people like that, you got to cherish. You got to protect. We got to protect those people, you know? And so I, because I notice how we keep coming back to this kind of, you know, very organic, like, oh, we got to get back up. We got to link. You know what? We just might as well lean into it. So, you know, you see it. You see it in the description. I got my sis V back here with me. How you doing, sis? Loving light. I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. For all those who are new listeners who may be just now joining the Simply King podcast world, understand, I want you, after you listen to this, Make sure you go back into the archive. Go deep. Go deep. Go deep. And search for a Claiming Your Baggage episode, which was the first that included the beautiful V. Then also jump into the Me, Myself, and Love episode, which I know you're going to really fucks with, you know? And then to the episode that happened last year, almost right around the same time, called When I Get Right. Listen to all of it. It's like it's like you know it's y'all like y'all. We see you in the movies all the time. You like series. You like trilogies and back to backs. Well, I'm giving you yeah. some back to backs. You know what I'm saying? So get yeah, you some back to backs. Really Make sure you do your homeworks. Go listen to those. Get at me. Tell me what you think. Show her love. It is what it is. But let's. I I, I cut out the Twitter check in because I wanted to get right into this because this is something that uh, this is a topic and something that I've literally talked to my therapist about. I've literally, you know, talked to my mom about, talked to friends about, because it's something that truly has, um, a, it's a road that I feel like I keep coming back to. It's something that I feel like I need to address with myself and make changes and make, 
learn new things and come into a new understanding of how it is with me and all these different things. I just had to feel that way. And it was crazy. Let me tell you, it was crazy to find out that you was thinking in that same way, thinking about some similar things, having that same word and that same concept and idea in your mind, too, because that's something that you're trying to get right and become, you know, have mastery over. And I, I, I just, you know, if, if I need any other sign to get in, get into the studio, turn this mic on and call you, then I don't know anything else. But so I'm not going to keep us going too long. Let's just get right into this. First, how have you been? been evolving respectfully. Okay. For everything that I've been encountering and enduring, I've been remaining mindful and present. And um, that's one of the things that I'll expound on later on in regards to its importance. Mm -hmm. Um, But to say safe haven answer your your question i would just say i've been evolving respectfully oh i love it i love it um well i've been great i've been good um life's been extremely interesting i love that i've approached this year differently than i've approached most years and i've approached it uh from a place of stepping into my um my creative side i think a lot differently which i feel like i've been needing to do and so I definitely feel like, you know, progress is occurring and changes are happening and I'm feeling the difference in myself and the maturity in myself. So I've been um, relishing in that, too. And that damn nigga, you you grown, you know, <laughs> um, you got like you got to got to pat yourself up on the back for that. Like you are taking care of some things. But because um, adulting is a bitch you know this shit is overrated yeah it, it it's, it's a scam this is a scam because i re- i was definitely one of them kids who was like man i can't wait to be able to do what the fuck i want to do and i'm like look i need some i need that first i need a nap i need somebody to make me take a nap i need somebody to to like let me know that all I need in this world is $20 and that's everything. I don't need to, how are, how am I being fed? How do I have a shelter? I don't know. I'm just waking up in a bed, warm bed, food in the fridge, not having to worry about a thing. Um, but I digress. (laughs) Um, the first question that I have for you, that's going to really kind of uh, get us jumpstarted into our conversation is something that I, had to uh, ask myself and I constantly ask myself um, because I think it's um, somewhat loaded in a way, somewhat of a loaded question because you have to really uh, think about it sometimes. In certain moments, you really have to ask yourself, how good have you been to you? And um, I think people usually only think about self-care when it comes to that. And I think the more and more I asked myself that, I think I started to really unravel things. Like, think about how many times I've lied to me. You know, how many times have I, you know, created a narrative in my head of this is how something should be instead of really being real with myself? Um, How long have I allowed a certain perception of me to maintain in the world instead of actually taking control and changing that perception? All those different things. And I was so that's my first question to you. How good have you been to you? 
Um, I've been gentle. Mm. And I th- and that's one of the most crucial things that I have developed as far as a characteristic as a woman and really understanding what that means. There's no necessarily outline on how you transition from one stage in your life to the next. And for me, the most important thing that I've committed myself to is being gentle and patient because we live in such a fast world where instant gratification is our number one priority that we forget that when you plant things with desire, compassion, and things of that nature, you have to allow it to grow Hmm. for it to acclimate to the, you know, the environment, the situation, the circumstances in which you are presenting it and really allowing it that, that sense of fertilization and giving it the right amount of care. And for me, um, I have been both abusive and loving. Mm. And that's not something that I am ashamed to admit because you have to allow yourself to have those conversations. And what people will notice in you and I's previous conversations is we, you know, we discussed the harsh conversations we need to have with ourselves. You know, being our, what it takes to criticize ourselves and acknowledge how we can be our own enemies and we can be our biggest obstacle. But yeah, I think for this particular conversation, we're going to talk about having those healthy conversations with yourself. Yeah. And yeah. for that, that purpose alone, that's why I say I'm gentle because I've, I've realized that I can be harsh. I can be introducing a sense of self doubt, self sabotage and, all of these other things and it's just in this given time when you say like hey this is what i want and you may not intentionally do actions that get you to the destination of it or you may intentionally do it intentionally or unintentionally take the appropriate steps to execute it Mm. but eventually it comes and that's when i have to remind myself like you know asia x amount of days or Asia X amount of years got me to this point. So it's just taking the opportunity to be gentle and giving those small acknowledgements of, of gratitude because I don't think we do that enough. It takes tragedy for us to do that. And um, even on the backhand of it, I have been neglecting a lot of things with myself. And I've realized that those certain factors is why I haven't been moving along at a consistent and steady pace in my progress. Mm. And for that, that's why when you ask such a loaded question, it's just like, it's okay to admit that you have been both loving and abusive to yourself. You can't continue to progress and do that with yourself and not expect that from others. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, I think um, for me at this point, I think I've been um, more methodical, okay. but also um, I would say almost more judgmental of myself because I think um, 
I think I've always been extremely patient with myself and extremely accepting of what I seen, the actions that I seen. I feel like I easily justified and made excuses for things that may be hindrance on certain, you know, things that I want in life or putting certain things down. And, I, and I've come to realize that some of those things are very common in terms of just uh, your maturity. And you're just literally just taking care of what the fuck need to be taken care of. And I think I say methodical because I feel that I have, I feel like I was so, I feel like in the past I was so quick to make certain decisions. And I'm so quick to move on certain things. Um, and especially in moments of stress. And um, in moments of just like, high anxiety because there's something really wrong that I need to fix. It's here. The pressure is on. So it's like, what did you do? What can you do? Thinking preventatively, thinking proactively, uh, thinking ahead, uh, being thoughtful. Um, I think my actions have been a lot more methodical and I've certainly approached myself a lot more in a lot more methodical way. But I say judgmental because I feel that I had to change my perception of my actions because I was I feel like I was very, you know, um, liberal with so much of me in the in the judgment that I had on me. And it's like, I guess I noticed a trend with me, the things that made me really act and stay consistent and just take care of certain things is when um, I wouldn't say I attach shame, but I attach this sense of like, oh, you got to get this shit done. This is not good. You don't want this. You just you don't want to hold on to whatever this this uh, pattern is. And but I think before I always allowed it to become that I allowed it to become, you know, this thing I can't ignore. And I think what I've started to do is become more judgmental in the sense of like, all right, that's a hey, hey, that right here. This this got to you know, you got to you might want to nip this in the bud. OK, you remember this thing? You, you are now doing the thing that's counteractive and counterproductive to this thing that you said you were going to do or that you, said, that you already started motion to do. And um, I think it's helped a lot. I think it's made me be a little bit more self-corrective because I just think I just need a sense, a system in, in my life that I can follow because I've learned that I've done well with certain organized systems. If you put me, I'm real good if I walk in a place and everything's labeled, everything has a place. But my life, but I don't set my life up to be that way. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't do that with myself. But if you put me in a workspace or a creative space where all the things I will need all have a place that are easily being able, easily able to find, easily able to put back and clean up. Oh, I'm I'm the best at that. But why don't I set my life up to be that way, you know? Um, and I think that's kind of why the two kind of connect to me, being a little more methodical, but also judgmental in, in a sense. Um, I think all of these things um, and the thing, the word that you said to me that had me hollering just yesterday. Well, just uh, yeah, it was yesterday. Yeah. No, two days ago um, was discipline. And discipline, discipline, discipline is something that I think is a is a is a quality a part of, you know, the human development where it's something that you have to 
some you have to acquire within your existence. It's not something that you just are automatically imbued with. I think uh, some people have an innate uh, affinity for discipline. I think there are some people who are drawn to being disciplined. Um, so many different things, but either even either way, there's so much to the word. It's so much to the idea and how it really goes throughout our lives and how and so many stories that are connected to just that single word. So I would love to know what do you believe your relationship is with discipline right now? What made this be something that you feel that we needed to discuss? My relationship with the uh, discipline, if I can sum it up in one word, would probably be domestic. It's domestic hmm. as fuck. <laughs> Just in the sense that um, I haven't been consistent with it. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, I am not surprised that you and I, you and I have always been, you know, two individuals that have always been in sync respectfully with kindred spirits, but in my own um, knowledge and the things that I study, there is a huge shift occurring in the universe. And of course, I'm going to lend you the link so that um, all the listeners have the opportunity to expound into this and really do their own research in regards to what I'm about to speak on. Mm-hmm. But as it stands, we are currently experiencing the Saturn and Pluto conjunction. Mm. And this happens every 34 years. Mm-hmm. And it lasts, well, this one in particular, it started January 12th, 2020, and it's not going to end until the end of December 2020. Whoa. And the, right. And the significance of this, and it's, it's very important, is because what's going to take place within this particular conjunction is going to be locked in over the next 34 years so you're talking about the impact it's going to have in your life your lineage and those in in whom are going to be closely affected by the decisions that you make moving forward um so first we'll just debunk what is a conjunction a conjunction is when two planted planets are in the same sign and shooting it straight there are a lot of planets that are currently occupying capricorn Mm. this particular conjunction is happening in capricorn there is saturn has finally returned back to its home zodiac which is capricorn and it's going to be here for the next i believe seven or twelve years and the significance of this in particular is everyone knows saturn to be the strict the strict planet Mm-hmm. It pulls on your restrictions, your persistence, your responsibilities, your di- discipline, your wisdom, you know, realistic. Saturn keeps us down to earth. You know, we spend so much time dwelling in dreams and how we, you know, feel our lives should be. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of times it puts this facade veil up that, you know, prevents us from seeing the reality of our life, right? Yeah. So. That's what you have for Saturn, but then you have Pluto. And Pluto is also uh, another planet that most people fear because it, it pulls on the strings of death and rebirth, transformation, deep intensity. So when you have these two 
very dominant planets that pull on certain aspects of characteristics and they're coming together it's 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 pretty it's a pretty powerful energy and the most predominant thing that it is pulling on is discipline right now mm. what is influencing us to do is it's showing us where we are being unrealistic irresponsible lazy and ultimately putting us in check if someone was like hey you are not doing this fix it hey you want this well this is what you're doing that is preventing you from doing it fix it so it's ultimately pushing us into this structure to honestly get our shit together mm. and if we want to throw numerology into it which I will also provide you a link for 2020 when you respectfully add it up it becomes the vibrational number four and four is the iconic number for structure and foundation so in this year this particular year we need to excel ourselves to start solidifying decisions and really laying the foundation for the next 34 years on what is going to ultimately determine if you're going to build an empire or you're going to be complacent damn that's yeah. heavy v <laughs> i know i know that's why, I, that's why i'm going to call for everyone to to really take that action to take their power back and know their natal chart I yeah stress the people to know their natal chart as above so below as within so without as the universe so the soul Mm. The moment you are, you prevent yourself from wandering around with no type of understanding of your internal compass. That you know, I, you'll have some some sort of direction. So yeah, I ain't, definitely pulling on that and and explaining the energy that we are experiencing right now. Because I mean, though you and I are in sync, I can definitely rest assured that a lot of people going to resonate a lot about what you and I are going to unload for the good people to download and i need there to be a very good understanding that this is exactly what we are as a as a consciousness yeah as a consciousness we are here to ultimately pull ourselves out of uh generational curses and yep. really go about building generational wealth and it's just not me and you feeling the vibe it's a vibe and everybody catches the vibe <laughs> And, and it makes me think about last year and the significance of last year in terms of how we were speaking towards our um, just being our ancestors wildest dreams in a way, you know, mm-hmm. 400. We made it to 400 years out outside of the first uh, moment where many of our ancestors were, you know, forced into bondage. And here we are. Here we are, the survivors of the, you know, survivors of the survivors, you know, Um, and how powerful and the purpose of why those individuals had to maintain on those boats, make it past the middle passage, decide not to jump, decide not to rebel in in the moment to get to here and do and and do all the things that they've done. And now it makes me think about where we are now, what you have you laid out this year and how it's like a reminder of where you're from, 
and what this is and what you're owed in so many different reasons for so many different things as well and how you can utilize that within 2020 to really push yourself even further. And um, and like I said to you, I noticed it. I noticed it before the end of the year. A lot of people were a lot lot in the middle of December was thinking already like about 2020. 2020 is going to be my year. And I think everyone says that most years, but it was a different energy this year. I think it was a different tone. I think it people actually meant it. <laughs> I think people have meant it way more than they have ever that you know what just be 2020 2020 clear vision i want to i need i need to i need to step out of this i need to do more for myself i need to stop being on my bullshit and rise to the occasion and i, I think I, I downloaded um i got my passport earlier this year and i downloaded this app through this um that was suggested through this podcast so i actually do have my little chart or whatever and it's um I remember it, 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 it was interesting as hell and I still got to go into more understanding of it. But um, because I, I'm, I'm like, it, it like immediately surprised me in terms of just what does this speak to in terms of my personality? Because I'm a Gemini, right? Mm-hmm. My moon is a Scorpio. <laughs> mm-hmm. My Mercury is a Gemini. Mm. What's your rising sign? Um, oh. my rising sign is a Leo. I can see it. <laughs> and um, see it. yeah, my rising sign is a Leo. And um, Gemini, Scorpio, Leo. Ooh, yeah, Leo, I love it. Okay. Gemini, Scorpio, Leo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And double Gemini at that, you know. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. Um, you say what? Virgo. I'm Capricorn, Virgo, Virgo. You know, double Virgo. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. It's just it's it's interesting. It's so interesting to me that that is what's in the air. That is what's in the ether. That's it. That is what it is. And I think you know, it's really it's really keen in in a sense of like because I think people always push back anytime Mercury goes in retrograde. People see it as a reason to. Um, it's become a joke at this point. Yeah. Uh, I see. A lot of women who are into just astrology and horoscopes speak to it and speak to, you know, what they're being, being, you know, kind of being prepared for because this is about to occur. And then I see a lot of men being like, oh, here's that uh, retro shit. You know what I'm saying? Women about to continuously not be accountable and blame some stars for some shit happening in their lives. (laughs) But I do uh, I do think there's something to it. I do feel it. I think a lot of different things I've always been drawn to and I've always spoke to me in so many different ways, especially when you talk about like my son. I've had to defend my son my whole damn life. <laughs> and, and and I just I, I'm just content with understanding that I'm just going to have to every single every single person walking this earth evidently has met a Gemini. <laughs> I don't even think it's one of the most I don't even think it's the most common uh sign in the world. I think people are probably born way more in another month. Um, but nevertheless, there's a reason for that. You know, I got to be cool with that. And I think if anything, I can take it, you know, <laughs> like I can kind of take it because it's like I, I know me and I'm and I'm good with me. Mm-hmm. So 
you can feel all these different ways. I bet if you met me and didn't know, I was surprised the hell out of you. <laughs> and I've done it to so many different people from just talking to them about, you know, just, just meeting them, them getting to know me, them enjoying my presence. And then they find that out after the fact. I was like, hold up. It must be some, I don't know. It must be some, you know, I don't know now. <laughs> it's like I immediately got a got a scarlet letter on me now because it's like, oh, you a Gemini. So this, all this I know now might be bullshit. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, damn, you know, it's 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 a shame. It's a shame. That's all I'm going to say. But I digress. I love the way you answered that question. Um, I do think that there is something to when you when you speak to understanding yourself and utilizing the information and the knowledge outside of yourself because those things are linked those things exist you know simultaneously and they're all moving and doing a thing um i do believe that we have a um a responsibility to be reflective i always have always believed in being very reflective i always believed in being um debriefing parts of yourself, parts of your life, parts of experiences, um, speaking to them, speaking about them, speaking to yourself um, to gain to gain some type of clarity on to what that is and what that means and and um, and how to utilize that experience for something else into something else in your life. But I do believe that the parts that people skip, avoid are the things that we really, really, truly have problems with. And I think that usually is the source of our anxieties, usually the source of our mental health struggles, usually the source of the thing that's holding us back the most. What do you, why do you think there's this um, this there's this underlining ugly truth to self-evaluation? I think because we ultimately hold ourselves to a certain responsibility to be in such control of everyone's perception of us. Yeah. So if my main concern and my main drive for my evolution is how people perceive me. Yeah. In kind of a reverse psychology approach to it, I might not allow myself to fully indulge in both the good and the bad criticism of what it means to present myself. Yeah, and I think that leads to a sense of self destruction on a on a back end because it's like the moment someone reveals themselves and the reflection of all the things that you cannot accept about yourself, that's when we ultimately develop a sense of aggression or a sense of we deflect from it a lot. And um, in a book that I read by Yolanda Von Zett, she said that you love in others what you love in yourself, yet you despise in others what you cannot see in yourself. Mm. And that was one of the, you know, out of the entire page that stuck out to me most because we attract, we get attracted to people that remind us of things, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's that, that paradigm of familiarity and having a sense of comfort yep. with the people. But, you know, you just you, you see a pushback when you see someone doing something that you wouldn't honestly see yourself doing. 
But in some cases, you might even pull away from people because they harbor a characteristic of yourself you haven't allowed yourself to accept about yourself. And I think that's where some of that clashing of stuff evolution comes into because we're more willing to accept the progress as opposed to the things that we are trying to eliminate about ourselves because it's sometimes it's things that we can't accept about ourselves. Yeah. I can't accept that I'm inconsistent. I can't accept that I don't have a line of discipline. I can't accept the way my body looks right now. I can't accept my eating habits. Mm -hmm. I can't accept that it's hard to tell myself no. No, you cannot have that extra cookie. No, you cannot spend that money. No, you know, and it's just part of that is just kind of a pushback because it triggers things. Yeah. And you realize that happens in all types of friendships and relationships. People are bound to trigger things within you because emotions are the one thing that ties things to your memory. Memories are associated with emotions. So if you have a memory that brought about embarrassment, sorrow, happiness, love, more than likely it's going to be ingrained into your character because once you have that rush of that feeling or that emotion, okay, why is, does this emotion provoke? Oh, it was because of these series of memories. Yeah. And that's what kind of veers us in a sense of a jagged line, which sometimes people fear to get off of that, you know, flat surface and really veer off into the debris of certain things that mostly causes for them to have stress, anxiety, depression, mm-hmm. happiness, the light that you see and the positivity that you conduct yourself in. And I think that's where people have to, you know, return to the balance and that's why I stressed at the beginning the importance of having a sense of gentleness about yourself and truly and honestly gauging that sense of balance and knowing that okay you can have that sweet talk with yourself but you can have that real ass talk with yourself yeah. because if you don't have it how the fuck do you expect someone else to have it with you yeah that's when you you get defensive you're like hey you can't talk to me like that or hey you can't say that to me. Like, who are you not to? Who are you not to hear the truth? Yeah. Right. And who are you not to be lied to? You see what I'm saying? It's 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 a it's a it's one of those situations where you just have to allow yourself again, like I said, remain present and remain mindful. I think a lot of people try to hide behind different facades and different memories and different perceptions that they want the world to see them as that they forget that it's completely okay to be incomplete it's completely okay to be beautifully stitched to flaws mm-hmm. it's you're you're your own person like no one else is going to navigate life the way you do no one's designed to do that yeah everyone has a different path that is illuminated by different facets of what is considered to be your strengths and your weaknesses and it's okay it's, it's definitely okay and that's why when you had expounded that you were starting to see a therapist i was so proud of you like i was like yes because mental health is so important yeah we put so much into the ideology of oh i'm in the gym my physical aspect is i'll be on bomb Boom. yeah oh you know, I'm a part of this religion. Oh, I do this type of spiritual practice. Oh, I meditate. I do yoga. Boom. I got my spirituality check. I'm cool. 
and we believe because we put our minds to the to the physical commitment and the spiritual commitment that our mind has already we were oh my mental health is straight because I, I have those two components I'm working on no like there is a mental aspect there is a debriefing that you have to encounter and there is something you, there's that's time you have to put in it's okay to talk use your throat chakra you know yeah. let that, that stuff out because once you harbor it behind your third eye you stop seeing clearly yeah. when you start seeing clearly that's when your internal compass becomes a little misguided and you find yourself back into those you know habits that you ridded yourself of that prevented you from success or prevented you from taking a certain type of commitment and eliminated making impulsive decisions because you're under stress or you're in anxiety and things of that nature or you might have developed a sense of coping mechanism yeah maybe you're using drugs or maybe you're hiding behind alcohol because you think the answer's at the end of the bottle you don't know maybe it's even sex i, I know a lot of people that use sex yeah avoid that's real certain aspects of themselves so it's cool when you make that self-evaluation have it and have it out don't just do the good part and be like oh, okay whatever you're gonna just choose the bad part yeah how do you feel about it? I think um, I think it's something that's innately been a part of me because I think ugly has been the reality of a lot of parts of my life. Mm. When you think about um, just uh, upbringing and the things that I noticed from my upbringing, even if they didn't know that they were showing me something that was extremely negative, I peeped, I noticed it, and uh, I paid attention to it. And it wasn't good. It wasn't the best examples of things. And I think um, when it came, I think for me, I think the verse, the first real kind of self-evaluating moment that I had that was so just ugly to say out loud to myself was when I truly thought about you know my view, my viewpoints of of my family structure and how my family communicated with each other and the actual um, connectivity of my family. How close are we really? Are we really family or are we just all relatives, you know? Just connected through biology more than actual experiences. And there's love here. There's memories here. There's this, this closeness, this fondness for each other that I noticed at an early age that other people had that I didn't. And um, being so young, you don't even know how to really even combat that thing. You just notice that that's what it is. And if that's your introduction, you don't really know any other way to be. And I think it uh, spoke to my, it spoke to me and it manifested within me by way of, is this the result of why I'm a people person? I wanna connect. Why do you like you want to you want for people to know you? You want for people to hear you? You want for, it's it's not even about attention per se. But for when you do speak, people feel that shit. No matter how much you speak or not, you want them to feel it. Um because as a child, you could be talking all the time. You could be around your family all the time. But if you don't feel the love, see the love, it really don't matter. But you want to connect. We have this relation. And on paper, on wax, 
we should there should be something between us because solely because of the relation. You my grandmother. I should love to come to your house. I should love to come and see you. You should love to see me. Because why? That's it. There's no reason. Because you had love for your child, your child had me. Obviously, that love will transfer. People, uh, people say all the time um, to you know, especially new parents that once you become like you don't know love and you don't know what a, what certain parts of love or you learn new parts of love once you have children and it's like your your heart is walking outside your body. And I think, um, and you never, and that's the day that you realize so much about love and how you even you know question if it really can be unconditional and all these different things because you have this child that you just can't help but just look at and adore. And then when I realized that that connectivity was missing, that connectivity wasn't present in my own family structure, and I think my immediate family, my, my mom specifically tried to combat that in her own way, but she didn't have the tools. She didn't have the knowledge. I don't think that's something that she, that's an ugly truth that she probably didn't want to really address, you know? And I think, um, for me, I think it's something that I've always been expressive. I think all the, I think a lot of what I am was truly to really, I feel like I, I was drawn to the qualities that would more than likely break a lot of my family curses and drawn to the qualities that would more than likely become the difference maker and a lot of uh, consistent behavior that I've seen around me. Small, uh, um, not to think um, ambitiously, to be you know, extremely complacent and content with certain parts of life, to be destructive, to be, um, to ignore the toxic and the toxicity that may exist in your life, either because of the people, either because of your habits, whatever it is. I think I, I, I fed into a lot of that, you know? I didn't drink really until I was able to buy it and smoke really until I was, I didn't smoke for the first time until I was like 24. When I was, I guess, had really went throughout college and had even more since two years after the fact. So it's like, I feel like I never was drawn to the things that I think was going to put me in that place. And I think the crazy part about it, what makes it come full circle back to discipline was a lot of what I feel like was driving my discipline, my motivation was to not be that and to not be where I came from. Because I think that was a, a fear and anxiety. I think that was so many different layer things were drawn into. I got to be better than this. I got to rise to the occasion. I got to live to my fullest potential. I got to do, 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 do this. And then once I did that, it's like, damn. So what is this big thing pushing me now? And that's when the unmotivation sets in. That's when the, the drive starts to slow down. That's when your gas starts to shake. Because you're getting your own E in terms of what's pushing you and what's driving you. Because for me, it was like the ugly truth was that I was afraid that I was going to end up a bum in Jackson, Tennessee. I've done so many different things to this point, either within knowledge, either within just self-growth, 
uh, getting a degree, so many different things. That does not have to be a choice in my life. That better yet, that is just a choice in my life, not a uh, um, the only place I'll end up, a place I'll just end up. I truly, if I choose to move back, I can, I can, not in the sense of like you just end up there based off of the bad decisions you made. So you gotta just go back home. I think I'm so far away from that, and I had to come to realize that in another evaluation of like, this isn't driving me anymore. This isn't heavy enough to fuel the engine that I currently possess because I've now grown. I've now matured. I've now upgraded this parts that's on this journey in this car that I'm taking to get to my destination. So now I'm noticing even more. Everything needs to be pumped up. Your discipline low. You got this. You still got a lot of complacence, complacency, you know, building up in parts and in parts of yourself. So how can we do something about this? And I think it made me it made me be real extreme with myself, real strict with myself, be extremely need based and never really satisfy anyone. So I was imbalanced for so long. And I think I'm finally getting to a place to where I am finding new motivating factors finding that balance with my needs and my wants. And I think for me, that's the beauty of self-evaluation. Even if it's ugly, there's some beauty in fine. Like you got to get past the rust. You got to get past the grime and the dirt that is a part of you. Because that's the only way you're going to be able to see the thing that you need to, you know, to harvest. This thing that you need to actually um, water and make better so it can grow inside of you. Because most of the time, the link between you becoming more disciplined and this real, real ugly thing that's the source of so many bad things that are that you exhibit are right next to each other, are connected, are more than likely possibly the same thing. But if you keep ignoring that, you keep sweeping that under the rug. That you're going to forever have this thing holding you back and you're going to be forever looking at yourself like, oh, this, I guess, you know, that's it. You know, I'm a, this is what it is, but I don't know how to get to that. I don't know what to do. So for me, when it came to my irrational thinking, when it came to my anxiety about certain things, I was like, I could, I could, yeah, I could read a lot of books. I could do a lot of this, but I want to know why I do this. I want to get into why I can and and I feel like that would make things so much more real to me. If I could literally go to somebody and they listen to me and they tell me what they think about what I say, because if I'm constantly just having conversations with myself, it's still going to just be on me. But to make it real and almost put myself in this place to where I now have a, 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 a almost like a board of progress. Because when I go back and talk to him and I speak about a problem that I'm still having, now we got to figure out something else. Because something else you might not be noticing, something else you're not speaking to, he can catch me. And he can tell me, you might need to go deeper with this. You might need to work on this. Because this is still an issue that you're still talking about. This is still something that you're still dealing with. And that's okay. 
But you got to if you say you want to do something about it, then you got to directly do something about it. You know, so that's how I feel about it. <laughs> you got to throw some snaps in right there. <laughs> that, was <a> <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know. I, I think um, we are we are I think we love seeing just from social media. We love seeing success. We're drawn to it. We're drawn to winning. We're drawn. We, we live in America, so it's this competitive nature. It's tribal. It's it's teams. It's who's the best. The blue ribbon. Who's first place? If you ain't first, then you're last. It's this energy of if you're not winning, if you ain't in the winner's circle. It's literally people who make seven twenty-five an hour defending people who make billions in this world, as if they are in the same place in terms of income. It's like, man, y'all need to get off these billionaires cuz cuz that's where you try, that's where you emulate. That's where you want to be. When I get on, I'm telling y'all ain't gonna know what to do with me. Being able to flex, being able to perpetrate that you are successful is um such a strong obsession that we as humans have cuz it's not even just you know, Americans, but we see it all over. Everybody, there's always, there's always a space and place where people are pretty fucking gaudy and driven by materialism and driven by showing people the um, the fruits of their labor or the fruits of their lack of labor. Because <laughs> um, people love to be like, I got the hookup and, you know, it is what it is. But I think what I would love to speak to you about it now is because I think in terms of discipline, people want to gain a new level of discipline. And you and I certainly want to because um, I believe there there is this thing about, you know, wanting to be your best self. I think we're, we're driven to want to be our best selves. Um, but I always wonder, what is that intrinsic, intangible, innate urge and feeling that you believe is inside you? that makes you say to yourself, like, I deserve to be the best. And that could be the best at this, the best in you, the best self. Like, why why do we dare be great? Because when you want to be great, you now are asking for so many different things. You're not asking for new obstacles and new challenges in your life because you want to do more. You want to be the best you can be because there's so many people who have a very, very simple life and a very simple definition of what success looks like for them. Right. And that's what I was going to respond on. I think first we have to measure what it is to be great. Yeah. And I think everyone has their own variation of that measurement. And um, ultimately, I think once you relinquish that desire for your sense of recognition. Yeah. A, a fitting into the universal perspective of great, you realize that you're walking on a path to your own individual greatness. Mm. And I think everyone just has that desire to be at their optimal, like prime. Yeah. And some of us may not know exactly what that is. We, I, for one, might be living in my time. I might be in, at the greatest point, but. And my desires are 
whispering to me a sense of unfulfillment, then I know, okay, cool. There's, there's a different level that I'm supposed to access. There's a different thing I'm supposed to continue to strive for. Yeah. And I think that's why people take that sense of eagerness to continue to go. You know, we refrain from measuring our, our success to our failures. We have to remember that within those, each time that we fail, we have to remember we can fail better and you have to fail again. And then ultimately, before you know it, you'll have it right. And you'll be making those decisions and those sacrifices that ultimately get you to a position when you feel like everything in your life is where it's supposed to be and that you're living up to your own expectations. Damn. Yeah, girl. You said it. I think um I think it's um it's it's the, you know, the the burden of, you know, thinking, you know, highly of yourself, the burden of um of truly, you know, wanting more for you for the sake of just wanting more for you is it can be not it cannot be connected to anything else but your own uh, goals and aspirations but i think um there's something about it and i think it's something that is just a, a itch that so many people could possibly describe in so many different ways in a sense of like feeling unsatisfied i think our generation is special to that because i think we have seen that trend in so many different people in terms of we don't want to like we know that this has been wrong for decades but you want us to continue in this system you want us to continue to just do what you guys have laid out in terms of i'm gonna just get this cool good job i'm gonna work it for 15 to 20 years and then i'm gonna retire and i'm good but I think there is this um, energy of really stepping into your purpose and making the things that you live in not be simply for sake of some type of capitalistic service. Because that's usually what it a lot of our parents had to do. And they felt like that was the way to a sense of peace and the, to a sense of so many different things. And some of them found it. It worked for a lot of them. But it doesn't really work for us. <laughs> and it definitely doesn't work for me. I think I came out the womb wanting more for myself and wanting so much out of life. You know, dreams through the television, really. Just like, damn, like, what's that? What's this? It's intriguing. What is that? What's this? And then I think once I realized that, oh, I can exist in this, you couldn't really ever shake that. You know, once I tested certain things, because I I made sure in myself before I started to really believe in me, I tested a lot of shit. V. I'm talking about was like, all right, a lot of people fuck with me. A lot of people like me. I done, I done won some, you know, some elections for shit. I done done this. I done done that. I wonder if I put myself in a situation where no one know who the hell I am and I got to start from scratch. Can I still get busy like I feel like I do with people who've been knowing me for years and get and get that love and get people attracted to me? Truly, it was truly a social experiment. Mm. 
lo and behold, within that experiment, motherfuckers was drawn to me. People fucked with what I had to say. People wanted to talk. People wanted to just converse, dialogue, and get into discourse about whatever. And I'm like, there it is. I can believe. <laughs> I can believe. And I just needed that tangible uh, proof of myself that, yeah, nigga, you are great. And you're meant to be. But it's, what that looks like is still defined in you, you know? Right. And I think that's the part that's uh, the burden of it all. You can feel that you should be high on the mountain, but you still got to climb that bitch. You ain't there yet. You ain't physically there yet. And even once you get there, it still might feel like you need to be in the clouds. Um, and that's how life is sometimes. <laughs> um, but I do think that, you know, because I said something to fail, about failure. And I, you said you spoke to failure. And I do want to touch on failing real quick. Because failing has a, such a interesting um, connotation to it. And I would love right now if we implement a new connotation to failing. Because I do believe in balance. I do believe in the yin and the yang. I do believe that, you know, you can't want and accept and say that you want all these successes in life. But you want to come come to these successes unscathed. With no marks, with no trouble, no tribulation. You got in it's this big scotch free. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you went to school, you studied, and you're there. Or you just kept your head down, did whatever, and now you're there. As if all other things will pause. As, all, as if all other things will give you time to get there. Um, the thing, I, I want to ask you, what connotation would you like to place on failing for the people who are listening so they could possibly think about that when they fail failing <laughs> when it comes to failing um, one of the things that I am looking to adapt for myself is looking at it as an unapologetic excuse to retry just retry you know I think for a good percentage of a lot of things people look at failing as <clears throat> the opportunity to abandon ship and if you kind of take the approach to okay cool this tactic this approach this ideology and this amount of energy cause for this to be unsuccessful. I'm going to take this as an unapologetic excuse to retry. Mm. To redo it. I love I wanted to get myself into the habit of not having excuses for why I did or didn't do anything. But if we take failure and we make it that unapologetic excuse, then we can just continue to succeed and continue to maturely progress towards what it is that we genuinely desire to accomplish for ourselves. Hmm. And that, that alone kind of takes that sense of defeat and feeling unworthy and feeling as if you are in a 
illusionary percentile of people who are not meant to touch greatness or success you know that theoretical thing that is it's unattainable you know i know millions of people i'm not saying millions i know like people people who i've literally grown up with like sat in their mother's living room sat in my mother's living room who have reached the optimal illusion of success let's take ian for example ian is wild great deluxe and earth gang yeah he and i grew up together we oh damn grew up together. we have baby pictures together that's funny tiara whack i went to high school with her i didn't know literally. that i didn't know she went to literally. school in atlanta yeah literally let her her cheat off my damn toes that's hilarious <laughs> i know her like got pictures together and this is what i mean when i say people put an illusion on success it's completely accessible to everyone you yeah. just have to have that discipline and that consistency within yourself and really have those fruitful and harsh self-evaluations and understand that if you are minding your business, you don't give a fuck about how anyone else feels about your business because it's yours. Mm. Just mind that. Yeah. Be mindful that you're minding that. And it's okay. It's okay to to miss out on an event. It's okay not to be in every snap. It's okay not to be in the Instagram story of the hottest party that's going on because you decided you wanted to sacrifice that in the moment satisfaction for a lifetime of, I can do whatever the fuck I wanna do. You're not bounded by the tax brackets. You're not bounded by clocking into someone else's clock to obtain the financial means to take care of your hygiene or your particular lifestyle. Yeah. You just went out here and did the damn thing. You took your particular craft and what you're good at and you monopolized off of it so that your family does no no longer has to go through that day to day routine of making someone else comfortable. Yeah. Me going to work is making is keeping someone else comfortable. Mm-hmm. And we live in a system that is made it seem like that's the only thing that we can attain. So we go to school, we get this debt to get a job, to pay off that debt, to reach that sense of clear debt by the time it's appropriate for their acquired age bracket of retirement. So now when my damn knees hurt and I can only stay up for eight hours is what I retire. My, this is how I'm enjoying my retirement. So I'm asleep for most of the damn vacation. Yeah. And I, I can't go to certain climates because it might make my knees hurt. Yeah, they might. No. Can't do too much rain. Yeah. <laughs> too much rain. Too, if it's too cold. <laughs> yeah. If it gets too hot, the arthritis, like I said, I ain't got time for this shit. Yeah. So That's why they take RVs just, everywhere. They can be at home. Me? They can be at home even when they're away. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> so, yeah, it's just... If we could just take failure as an as a unapologetic excuse to retry and redo, I think a lot of people will stop opting out of obtaining their success. That's real. That's real. I think um, I believe it's the I think it's called the Icarus effect. I believe was the I think it's like a psychological theory that. You're afraid of success and afraid of failure, and they kind of come one in the same. 
and mm-hmm. think it was about you know the story of Icarus him like flying too high into the sun because the because flying you know low was like you know just not enough and that's not what it looks like but flying too high can bring you down doing 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 things recklessly can make you fall and you didn't prepare a plan for if falling happens you know and so now you have to just fall fail and you now are in misery because you now have to save yourself right and, and that's another thing i think a lot of people are afraid to save themselves yeah and, I, and, I, and I, he died so. <laughs> <laughs> in that story he died so yeah <laughs> it's like people are looking for some sense of like someone is supposed to swoop in and yeah. put in the hard work for me and make this you know this road to success they're supposed to paint it out put poster boards up a little step-by-step guide yeah and you know some people put maybe an idolization on it or they just think for some miraculous reason if they pray hard enough you know one of their ancestors is going to play all right fuck it here yeah you know they're like i can i can abandon the process the process i don't have to do the the, the actual work for yeah. it to be something that i can obtain or they take the easy route and they just take it for somebody else Word. but it's just like karma is the, the is the most notorious gangster has no timeline on it and it, it will come for its due diligence and what it's owed when it wants to yeah. when it wants to collect yeah 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 and I, I believe in that so much. I especially believe in that, you know, in love a lot. You know, I think a lot of things have came right back to me um, from the the things that I've done intentionally, the things I've done unintentionally, the pain that I may have caused, the hearts that I've broken. I feel like, my dude, you think you you think you cool, right? You think you cute and shit? Nah, open the door. Take up some heartbreak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Right. This ain't the hotel. This is the heartbreak house. <laughs> What's up? Um, <laughs> I I do I do want to. I want to end on I want to end on a good good note, and we can. And on this because you you weren't we didn't record when I implemented a new structure to my to my shows. So when you hear this, you're gonna love this. So this part of the show is my uh, my send it on portion of the show this is where i bring in this some send it on in the background of our voices right now so we can truly send people home with something you feel me with a piece of a something you know what i'm saying and it just it it's you know nicely glossed over with one of my favorite artists d'angelo and so the last thing i want to talk to you about and ask you is i do I believe, and I, I say my piece, I believe that there is beauty to, there's beauty within the progress. When you are, if you already self-evaluated, you understand that discipline is something that you require because it's going to forever be something that you require. It's going to forever be present and within your life if you quote unquote believe that you need to, that you're meant to be great. You dare to, to be better. You dare to be your best self. You have con- brought in the concept that failing is necessary, 
not something to avoid, but it's necessary. And to learn from it and to grow in it and grow through it. And you've had to also, you know, face the ugly truths, a part of yourself and be able to adjust those ugly truths. I believe we still should have, you know, we should praise ourselves and praise the moments where we are moved away from the old parts of us, the parts that was that were holding us back, that we realized I got to stop this shit here. And then you look back six months, a year, 18 months from then and realize, damn, I don't even remember what it felt like to do what I was doing. This habit, this thing, uh, this consumable of sorts, whatever it is, you now have lost the feeling of what it feels like to have that on you and in you, you know? I believe there's a beauty to it. And I would love to know, do you do you believe that there is some some positive and some beauty within the progress of when you are on the way to where you're going? Wherever that is. There's the, the many facets of like sharpening your character. Um, being able to take on the lessons that will ultimately you know, stick with you when it comes to making decisions in the future. Mm-hmm. I think people have to remember there is beauty in the process. There is beauty in the stages of which it, it takes to turn something as simple as a blank canvas into a beautiful masterpiece of artwork and and we shouldn't shortcut ourselves of being able to make memories of that yeah Um, because ultimately when you think back on it you just want to think about when you had the idea and when it came to full full fruition or do you want to think about the effort and the sacrifices and the things that allowed you to have remain attached to your humility and your how does it make you a better person how does it make you a better spouse how does it make you a better friend a sister a mother etc etc like what is it that you can take from this moment and truly turn that into what you ultimately idolize in other people yeah because in some cases it's just, it's just like oh We'll take, for instance, the late great Kobe Bryant. Yeah. His transition into a higher realm has left people in a sense of obtaining his mentality. Everybody's like his mama mentality. Yeah. You know, the marathon continues with the mom, the mama mentality. Yeah. And it's like everything that he's instilled was what it is, what it means to not look at failure as a fact or an obstacle, but merely a detour to a path that might get you there quicker. Or he talks about being consistent and disciplined with yourself. So now everyone's like, ah, I'm adapting this mentality. But what will it take for you to take the precious moments in your own progress to turn that into something you idolize? How is it you can take that of his and don't get me wrong it was a very beautiful his whole energy he was definitely a light worker and one that 
nothing around a very impressionable blueprint on what it means to genuinely respect, love, honor, and cherish your own individual project. And I want people to be able to dive and, and tap into that depth of it. It's not about doing it in light of him, but mostly doing it in light of yourself mm. as he guides you through a sense of, okay, cool. Yeah, you right. I can, I can, I can hit the gridiron, and I can make this my own life. You yeah. can literally walk into the precise energy it takes to make, to realize that you can make heaven here. Damn. You don't have to live, have to live for death. You don't have to live for know what it's like to be in a paradise. It could be here. Oof. That's real. That's real. And see, this is why this is why I saved it for last. I knew you was gonna give it to me, girl. I knew you was gonna give it to me. Well, I I love you, V. I really do. And I and I love your soul, and I and I love your mind, and I believe we. I love I love this connection that we have. I love that we are in a place to be able to express this. I, I love that. Some something inside me said I need to buy mics and and talk into them, so we can have these type type of moments. Um, and I think those moments would have happened regardless. But I think it's still beautiful that we can still capture them in this way too. And um, and I think it's all a part of the journey in itself. And I see it that way, and I really do appreciate it because I think you definitely have given me perspective and had an influence on me on my own. Um, journey to so many different things and i and i really appreciate you for that and i and i know that you've helped so many other people too so i really appreciate what you've done to the people who have you know came here just to you know get some food for thought just to some type of entertainment information whatever it is and this is what you feeding them this is what you giving them up and it's just and it's coming from a place of like uh, you know you might not have all the answers but i'm in this I'm in the same journey as you. And I think to speak with that tone from that place, with that disposition, is something that you don't get too much of. I think people are the the the, the gurus and the the pro, the pros that we have mm-hmm. uh, of today have sometimes sometimes have an air of I got it and you just need to listen to me. Do me. Do what I did. When it's still I think there's still a level of like you still have to be specific to whomever that person is. I did this. This is how I did it. But you still, you can implement these things, but there's still going to be some, some customization that you have to do. And I think that's what we got to always keep in mind. Even with all the things that me and you are saying right now, there's still a level of customization. There's links that you could see under this description of this, that you need to consume yourself, not just take in the information and just be like, all right, cool. Some conjunction, conjunction, what's your function? You know what I'm saying? That's what's going on. But actually get the knowledge and take it in and receive it in whatever way that you were, you're supposed to. And um, I'm so glad to have you. I want you to tell people how they can follow you, how they can keep up with you. Victoria's on Instagram. Um, V-E-I-T-O-P-I-A. V-Topia is the bad name. Um, that's my most consistent and... Uh, active account so we'll just leave it like that i love it i love it make sure y'all follow those will be under the description as well 
Um, as I said in the top of the episode, make sure y'all check out her previous episodes. And you know what? I'm going to be nice and put those links under the description <laughs> as well. Because I usually don't do that. But just because it's V, because V is, I believe, honestly, V may have like the crown for like the most repeat guest. What? Yeah, I think you do. Because I feel like, I think you was like neck and neck with Stretch at a point. I think you yeah. surpassed him possibly last year. I feel like you did. Because I don't think I, I had. I don't even going to hold you. I would definitely love to have a conversation with him this year. It's yeah. Kind of yeah. I, I would love it. I, I can see it. I can see it and I can feel it. You know, this year is going to be a powerful one. I feel it. And, I, and I'm wishing the best for you and everyone who hears this um, from whenever they hear this. And um, and if you don't know, now you know. You can tune in to the Simply King podcast everywhere podcasts are available. Make sure you stream that shit. Make sure you review it. Make sure you let me know, rate, share with the friends. Do not be stingy with my shit. This is shareable. You know what I'm saying? This fun, this this family size content right here. You know what I'm saying? You don't eat the whole bag. Give something to somebody else. So you can follow me at the Simply King Pod on IG. You can follow the Facebook page at Simply King Podcast Facebook page. You can follow my personal pages where you'll see also additional content in this year. Some real cool shit coming your way real hot for you at Kings underscore memoirs on everything. And I just I'm so glad that y'all are here listening to me. I appreciate you for the new listeners to the old listeners. Hey, y'all, what's good? Y'all know it's all good and love. I'm so glad to be back creating yet again for another year and this one's going to be definitely a beneficial one for all of us so this is the soulfully conscious podcast for humans simply being humans this is simply king peace she was cool with the shoes and a new bag now she wanna give me to